Those are yeah. Th those aren't those aren't fuck around drinks. Those are strong. For a yeah. lady. I like how this podcast will start start with Hopper saying, pretty drunk. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's fair in honor of our twenty uh, first uh, podcast birthday. Yes. Salute salute to Rantcast. Yes, salute to the Rantcast to our five listeners. Yeah, Cheers. we have Cheersies with drinks. Yeah, drinks. Twice. Twice as many episodes as we have listeners. That's right. Huzzah! Oh, we finally reached it. We did it, you guys. We I did it. I sneak up up and listen to my other podcast, so someone actually gives me comments on it. Wah wah. Good work all around, so, everyone. Yes. So what's right. everybody drinking? Uh, I am drinking um, a mule of sorts. Uh, so it's the it's rum that was aged in a. In the bourbon barrel, or the barrel, yep. uh, and then bourbon that was aged in the bourbon barrel, and then ginger beer, and lime juice, and a splash of... So so bitters. basically, uh, a derby mule fucked a, a dark and stormy, and yeah. ha and, and then, then that yeah. baby was aged in a bourbon <laughs> barrel. Yeah, yep. a stormy yeah. mule. And then you drank it. Yes, it's in my belly. Yeah. I'm drinking it. Cheers. Cheersies. Cheersies. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking a Coop F5, uh, which is a, Huzzah. a very hoppy IPA brewed out of uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, it is. Very nice. I'm drinking, hopefully I can pronounce it correctly, is it Miters? American whiskey? Um, Michters? <laughs> Michters? I don't know how to pronounce her name. Is it M-I-C-H-T-E-R-S? Michters? Michters? Mitch? I'm pretty. I Mitch's. think it's Mitch's. 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 Yeah, the T's Mitch's silent. Man. Yeah. Mitch's. Mitch's be shopping. That's right. It's delicious. Yes. Yeah, it is. Hopper already said he had his. Uh, what Abbott twelves. Hey, Abbott. So you had. Uh, one Abbott thirty six. I I think I I had thirty six Abbots. Oh. I bet you, I bet your ass is sore. How Ew. many Costellos Ew. did you have? Oh, Wait. <laughs> uh, point of reference for our listeners: If I actually went through every one of our episodes and removed our ums and yas, it would take forever, as I've learned. Good God. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna there's gonna be lots of um yas now. I should. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah point. That was my bad. Um, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. That was a mistake. Um. Yeah. Did you guys? Um. Yeah. Did you? Um. Well. Yeah. Guys. Guys. Uh, careful. We're gonna lose another one of our listeners. Oh no. We'll, we'll never lose Flippo. Oh. Uh. Go fuck yourself, Flippo. <laughs> Tradition. Tradition. What? Since Tradition. episode sixteen. Speaking of musicals, uh, got to to watch uh, Book of Mormon again, and uh, slightly different cast. the The guy who played um, uh, brother or uh, Arnold, the mm -hmm. elder, elder. There it is, elder, elder Cunningham. Elder Cunningham. He took a different spin on the character because the last guy I saw was very similar to the way Josh Gad had played him. It was a much more sort of outwardly obnoxious. Good. But kind of lovable at the same time. It was. It actually. It kind of graded. At, at, yes. It kind of. It honestly kind of graded at first. But I ended up by the end actually enjoying his performance better. The way he did it. He also had a really good voice. I mean, that's one of the fun things about those traveling musical productions that you get to see people try a different take on some of the characters that you're yes. already familiar with, and occasionally it's it's either pleasant or like yeah. incredibly enjoyable. Yeah, so. yeah, it was it was really good. It was a good show, and I think we only saw. Um, I know the couple in front of us didn't come back from intermission, but in general, <laughs> basically everyone came back. Yeah, everybody knew what they were getting themselves yeah. into. I feel like at this point they should know what they're getting into. <laughs> Probably should. I, yeah, I have this thing called the internet. There was an older couple next to me, and uh, yeah, they laughed. They enjoyed it. They stayed the whole time. I found out later that my mom went to the show. 
I saw that, and yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> did, she, did she sit through the show like this? Uh, she, said, she said it was funny and also sad, which I think is how I would expect her to react to it. Which yeah, that... means she would laugh a lot, but then obviously be uncomfortable about certain things. Didn't she describe your wedding in a similar fashion? Funny, <laughs> 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 oh, she thought that was a. She thought that was sad. She should have seen the wedding night. Wait. Oh. <laughs> where's Where's Nora's laugh track when we need it? Yeah, or pots and pans. Uh, I I believe uh, Chris's mom described the wedding as adequate. <laughs> it, it got the job done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a good solid plank when you yeah. need it. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing pretty or spectacular, but damn it, it works. Hey. Ooh. So, uh. So, I feel like that's a good transition to America's response to Syrian refugees, is going from Chris's mom to that. <laughs> oh, that's very similar. That adds up. Oh. You know, I'm just going to go with that. Yep. Oh, shit. That was a makes, bad idea. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Uh, sorry. I clicked on something I shouldn't have. Yep. Uh, mm, was really? It porn? Was it porn? Was it porn? No, I... Was it, was it the pictures of ho- of Flexible Hopper masturbating with his feet? Uh, it, it, to Trish from uh, Jessica Jones. <laughs> uh, I haven't gotten any of those ones. I just have ones from some other woman from some other show that he liked, that he jerked <laughs> off to. Ah! Hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what? on that note, you're yeah, refugees. I, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? When um, governors say that they're not going to let refugees in when they literally have no control over that. Well, the people that follow them don't know that. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's political theater. Yes. I think it all goes back to the fact that we don't have civic classes anymore, so people don't know how our government works. <laughs> right. But I think right. that's kind of important. Yeah. Well, I also think it's funny that it it already takes like two years, basically, for mm-hmm. refugees to get into the I U.S. Yeah. And with everything that they have to go through, and the fact that they don't even get to pick that they want to go to a specific country. It's sort yes. of like it's sort of like a random lottery of where you end up. But hey, we need to have the FBI certify, which whatever the hell that means. That not the they're FBI. not terrorists. Yeah, no, the, the, not, the not director the of the FBI has the to director say. and the director of <laughs> that's a good year of time. They're not they're not busy with anything else, guys. This nope. is the most important thing nope. in the world is to make sure those thousands of refugees have been certified by two directors of you know three. Security. There were actually three. Three. Who's the third? It was it was Homeland Security, FBI, and the, the, the director, director of, of your mom. There is a specific, um, it's not an agency, but it's a specific division of one of the agencies that just focuses on Syrian refugees. They also have to vet said person. So, uh, at, least, at least from the John Oliver piece from last Sunday, which was excellent. Well, look, let's, let's just recognize the truth here, that President Obama is the head of ISIS. Uh, and I don't know how you guys sorry. can neglect this. So. I, I, I believe you mean ISIL. No, no, dash. 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 Yeah. It's like the Osama Usama thing again. It's like, uh, happening all over again. Some oh, no. titles said Osama bin Laden. Some said Usama bin Laden. No one ever explained why. They just did. Yeah. Well, well, it's it's all very fresh. This actually makes more sense because it's the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria is ISIS. It's an English abbreviation. ISIL is the Islamic State of Iraq in the Levant, which is the more general region, which is also an English abbreviation. And then Daesh is or Dash is the it the Arabic abbreviation. So And also apparently it sounds like um I don't know, it's some some sort of insulting term that's like stepping on something. Crushing. 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 Yeah crushing. So, Which is, by the way, one of the fetishes that Ryan Short enjoys. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. it is. <laughs> that and uh, he does love an invisible cowboy. <laughs> and what was the other one? The something, Wet cowboy. Wet cowboys. Cowboy. Right. right. Well, wait, was it the it was the invisible something else? Or was it was it the, the invisible, invisible something else. I don't, yeah. I don't exactly remember, but he loved it. 
He loved it a lot. I think we should go back back to calling that area the Levant. I was always a fan of that term. I was like <laughs> calling Syria the Syria Lebanon area the, the Levant. The because, Levant. Um, so we will refer to them in all three names just for fun. Yeah. But well, I mean it, the the idea that an undercover ISIS spy would spend two years in terrible conditions, hoping that they get sent to the United States or another Western country, that they could then somehow, by themselves, or connecting with other other people who are somehow there, plan a terrorist attack is so ludicrous. Well, it's, it's obviously a lot easier to get in the country through flying, through the borders in Mexico or Canada. I mean, there are so much easier ways to get in the country than using the refugee. And honestly, yeah. I, and you never know how much of it's true, but... Uh, uh, I, I don't remember if it was the Belgian authorities or the French authorities that found that some of the um, terrorists were actually forging passports to make it look like they were Syrian refugees mm -hmm. because they wanted to create, they wanted to basically make it difficult for the Syrian refugees to be able to leave and get into Western countries. You, you know, the, the one point about all this that I've had from the beginning was that it seems like even if you don't really want to accept the, the Syrian refugees in because you fear that they might be a security threat. Don't you think that leaving these people in these regions where they're exposed to the vitriolic ideologies of these radicals, don't you think that that's going to end up resulting in further hatred for America down the road? Like more so than if they came to America and they were Americanized and if they were exposed to what Western ideals are truly all about, don't you think that they would be be more moderate as a result here than they would be there? Of course they, of course, of course they would. That's why it's so. Uh, it makes me so angry. Like this is exactly what terrorist organizations want: is for Western countries to look more Islamophobic, which is it's not hard to make us look that way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really not that hard, anyways. Yeah. Do you know how many like Palestinian terrorists come out of refugee camps? Like ninety nine percent of them. Well, that's because you know Israel's obviously the worst. The worst, yeah, yeah. 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 If 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 your people had just moved out of the Palestinian people's uh, land, <laughs> it would be a problem. Yeah, but... could they have moved to like I don't know Australia or something? Yeah, I, actually, we were promised Uganda. Like that was the other option. <laughs> Uganda. Yeah, Uganda. Uganda. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it too late to trade? <laughs> you know what? I I think there are times the country would trade at this point. Ooh. 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 Yeah. All right. So, well, I mean, we're all in agreement. I think that no. Yeah, <laughs> but the way our leaders have responded has been not superb. Well, what I have enjoyed is that, you know, it's funny because you've seen a lot of these grandstanding politicians, you know, sign petitions. Hell, even the, the shit-stained mayor of Tulsa sent a letter to Obama about how we he wanted more security around the refugees or something. Um, but you have all of these um, philanthropic and religious organizations saying that they will welcome, welcome Syrian refugees with open arms, and a lot of them are the same organizations that have supported or that see these same politicians support or are part of. You know, it just seems, it seems an interesting disconnect to me that you see all these religious organizations. Some of them, a lot of them are Christian organizations, Catholic churches and other groups that support refugees in general who are saying, bring them on. We'll, we're there for them. We have supplies for them and stuff like that. It just seems like it's so interesting, the difference between what the politicians say and what the actual people seem to feel about the refugees. Have you seen the, uh, the, the conservative Facebook sort of reaction to the refugees where they, instead of, this is the more moderate tack, instead of saying that Obama's the head of ISIS and <laughs> that he's secretly welcoming all these ISIS operatives into our country, the moderate ones are saying, well, what we should really do is we should just focus on all of our homeless veterans. Yes. Yes. And then... Maybe we could worry about these yeah. refugees. Like that's it's been a, a concern of theirs. It's a zero sum game. All of a sudden, you know, we can't do both. We can only do one or the other. Pick one. It's got to be those soldiers. 
Yeah, duh. Of course, if America would... If, if America would stop uh, meddling in the affairs of other countries, you'd see less refugees, less homeless vets, and less terrorists hating us. But that's, whoa, that's a complete... Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, that's not how America runs. Let's, no. That's, that sounds like anti-America talk. I, I think what you're saying is you would like less freedom. I think is what you just said. I, that's what I heard. I heard. I heard. I hate all the freedom I have. Please take it. What's exciting is that whether it's Hillary Clinton or one of the warmongers on the right that ends up winning the presidency, we're, we're going to end up with a hawk in the White House. Yeah, I like Honestly, there are hawks and then there are hawks. Hillary scares um, me more than some of the Republicans do. She, she'd go to war with about anybody. I think she says she would. I don't think she oh, actually she would. would. She like would. War of the Roses with yeah. Bill? She, she, learned, she learned from Bill. When 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 your uh, when your approval rating dips, go bomb Bosnia or something. Yeah, like so you pick a war you can win. Granada, all right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh God. I'm fine. With, I'm fine with us stopping ethnic cleansing. What I'm not fine with us doing is invading a country that was fighting against one of our actual common enemies, leaving a power vacuum that led to the creation of ISIS. I See, here's the problem. What you said was confusing and uppity sounding, so I'm going to bomb you now. I said it in the least uppity way possible, too. Do like you mean, are you saying we should go to war with Russia? Is that the one we should go to war with, or not Russia? <sighs> bomb Syria more or less? We just need to fight something, guys. We, we got to fight. Let's pick a thing vulgar. to blow up or destroy. You know what? We have, we have homeless veterans in America that we could fight. We don't need to be going <laughs> across the world to fight. Okay. What, if, what if we create a TV show where the homeless veterans fight against each other? Guys, hold on. Uh, that's called bum fights, and that exists already. I've got this. We'll start a war with Syria, and then we'll get rid of the refugees that way. But which Syria? Yes, the whole thing. Just bomb it all, and then boom, hey, no more Syrian refugees because there's no more Syrians. Problem solved. Just Why don't we send the refugees to the Middle Eastern countries? They got all that oil money. Yeah. yeah that's another one I've heard a lot. Uh, we can send uh, the refugees to Israel, and they can share land because yeah, they're good with that. There's plenty of room there. Yeah, plenty of room. Let's, uh, send, it, let's send it to the smallest Middle Eastern country. Yes. <laughs> we all know how well Israel Israel shares with others. They'll make room. I'm sure at least one of the Arab Emirates has some space, right? On his airplanes. Yeah. I, I think Chris was referring to the United Arab Emirates yeah, countries. UAE. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, one one of them. Sure like one the, of them. the one that has the indoor ski rink. Dubai. Yeah. They have Dubai, yeah. they have really really tall buildings. They could probably put all of them you know, in just like right. Right. With one building. You could just yeah. stack them right on top of them. each other. Like Ready Player One style. There you go. There it is. <laughs> yep. Just like we'll call it the stacks, but it'll be really extravagant, brand new built skyscrapers. Yeah. Well, they will be skyscrapers. They'll just be stacks of people of refugees. Yeah. Oh, human bodies. stacks. Yeah. yeah. That adds up. That's what you should do, right? I mean, that's the correct way to take care of them. Can yeah. I? Can I ask you all? Is it no? Okay. <laughs> Why do I set myself up like that Moving all the time? On. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask you? No, you cannot. <laughs> Shut up. If we got one minute episode, you would have yeah. learned better. Yeah, I know. I have not. I, well, we don't do them regularly enough. I can't. You know, I need. I need constant repetition. We just hung um, out for not too long, just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you think I would have learned, but you would think I'm that. A slow learner. The problem is, you must first unlearn what you have learned. learned. It's true. Yes. Yeah. It's true, and I never do. And then relearn what you haven't learned yet. So what were you not going to ask us? <laughs> I feel like this is a, an additional reflection of the fact that our politicians no longer lead but reflect what their, the people they think are their supporters want. Right. That they, they're always playing catch-up. Basically, a politician is just a fantasy football uh, manager. They're always picking up the guy after he had a great Mm. Like Alfred, like like uh, the what, what's his name, Blue from Houston. Alfred Blue, yeah. I saw some people at. I did the same thing earlier this I, year. I picked when him up. Had that, when he had that when he had that big game earlier this yeah. year, I picked him up and tried to play him, and he was terrible for like five weeks in a row, and I dropped him. And then he was terrible, and then he had one good week. So Jesse's gonna pick him up, maybe start him once, and he'll have five points, and then he'll do nothing the rest of the year until you drop him, and then he'll have a good game. Yeah. Yep. So. So Back that's to Jesse's point. Alfred Blue is Syrian refugees, is what I'm saying. 
I yeah. like it. J Jesse is absolutely correct. The, the the big problem with politicians currently is that rather than actually leading from the front and making a decision that might influence public opinion, they just want to reflect whatever direction public opinion has swung in. Actually, you know what? And so it's the worst of, of all modern mentalities. I mean, it's like we we are basically we're just stirring up more of the mob. That's all. That's yep. all politicians do now. Oh yeah. It does. I mean, it feels that way. It doesn't feel like we have any. I'm trying to think. The last, I don't know, maybe last starfighter. Yep. I was trying to think of the last president who really felt like they were. I mean, uh, Obama's done it at times, but I'm trying to think. Even I mean, even a lot of times, now. he's doing it now with the refugees because he totally lost that fight. But at least he stood up and said, mm -hmm. you know, like we are a country of immigrants. We should let these people in. Yeah. You know, one. It's the nice thing to do, and two, we don't want to make more terrorists. But no I one listened. I did enjoy John Oliver's bit about that, talking about how each generation kind of has their refugees that they're afraid yeah. of and so forth, and how in the history of America, we've only been right once. <laughs> it was the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're right, celebrating we're on Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, that and that's Thursday. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, uh, yeah, but they were all unorganized. We're talking about post-organized America. Yeah, you know. So like, are, are, are the Syrians the new Irish? Is that is that what we're saying? Yeah, the new Syrians, Irish, Vietnamese, not uh, Japanese. Maybe what what was else? Oh, on, yeah. What else was on the list? Yeah, well, Italian. I yeah, I mean, Italians, the, yeah. Italians, Jews, obviously at one point. Oh, yeah, clearly, that's a given. Jews yeah, but the Jews got to Hollywood before we even know what the fuck was going on. That's because no one wanted to. No one wanted to start Hollywood, so they did. Yeah, and, and now Vegas. let's not forget Vegas. And now they run everything. That's right. Um, I think also on another John Oliver thing, he mentioned a politician who referred to the Japanese intern camps in World War II as a good thing. It's the Roanoke, the mayor of Roanoke. Yes, the mayor of Roanoke. Which I don't even know why people are asking him this question. Well, to get I, that I think he reaction. Was, he was probably happy to air that opinion. Oh, yeah. Anybody who, who has that opinion and wants to share it with others is probably very excited about sharing it with yeah. others. Yeah. Absolutely. He's not going to keep that to himself. Right. That's such a, and it's such a great, you know, newsworthy piece of information. And cool. also, we've learned that saying ridiculous, crazy things doesn't hurt your political career. I mean, nope. Trump keeps Apparently saying not. how, uh, when he was in New Jersey... He saw thousands, thousands, thousands of video Muslims of thousands on, on the Jersey shores just yep. clapping about. Thousands yep. of what? Uh, uh, Muslims uh, celebrating 9/11. Yeah, when it while it was occurring in yeah. Jersey. But, but the previous time was he read about it. Yes, and then and then before he that he had heard about it, and now he saw it. Yep. So and it's amazing. He's not, he's not backing down from it either. Also, uh, I have enjoyed him after he said that uh, all Muslims um, should be registered nationally or have like a national ID oh, or yeah. whatever, and how how many people are tweeting him, how many uh, veterans are tweeting him, Muslim uh, veterans are like, oh, here's my national ID card, and it's like either their their uh, army or marine oh, nice. or whatever ID like, card. I got it. It's like, hey, where's your card, by the way? Yeah. I fought for our country. What did yeah, you Yeah, I mean, there's a, they're not a large minority of the minorities in this country, but there are a lot of Muslim Americans, and they are wonderful people. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine what they think about that. Actually, I know exactly what they think about this. Uh, death to America, minority, They think death to America. You, you say that they're not a large minority, but they are actually, I was reading projections from the Pew Research Center, that by 2050, they will be the dominant religion... Based on current growth estimates in America, wow. 2050. Wow, that's crazy. there's gonna be a lot of white rage in 2050. No shit. Uh, well, actually, no. We'll all be uh, a mix of like a yellowish brown color. There well, won't when, be any white people. When is the Hopper? I'm gonna be that's... wrong. That was actually 2050 was the world when Muslims would be the dominant uh, religion in the uh, world. Oh, okay. And I think it was 2070 in America based uh, on the projections. Well, by 2040, I think. Thankfully, we'll be dead by then. Yeah. <laughs> Thank and, God. In that same study, it said like within the next. I think it was within the next 20 years, like. White Americans will be, uh, you know, minority majority in this country. Well, uh, then, seen, good. You... Then finally, we'll be able to get some protection. I mean, you guys know that white people are the only thing you can legally discriminate against, right? <laughs> I read that on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it's true. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So yeah. the, the last serious thing that I will say on this topic is genuinely I have never been more ashamed of this country than I am right now. In my entire adult life, I have never felt more shameful for the just absolute hatred and vitriol that I see spewed out of the mouths of our leaders today than I am right now. It, it is downright disgusting. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe that these people supposedly represent my interests and are saying that we should register all Muslims, put them on a registry, or that we have a mayor, in an, an elected mayor in a city in this U.S., who's saying that we should intern them in camps. Because history, I'm sure, taught everyone that that's a good idea. Yeah. And it generally it's, Name it, one it time that internment camps have been a bad idea. <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's the thing about history. I mean, it never repeats itself. So. No. Yep. No, thankfully. I mean, we're living in the we're living in the twenties. That's what's happening. We're living in the no. Sorry, I'm sorry. The we're gilded age. No, sorry. It's pre World War One. Ah, twenties, eh? Yeah. See so. here, we'll put the Japanese in these camps. See. I do. I do wish that voice would come back. The news voice. That mm-hmm. that should make a comeback. Yeah. That sh- that should come back. True. Like uh, at the beginning of the Clone Wars cartoons. Some Syrian <laughs> refugee has that voice, but we'll never find out. No, we won't. Yeah. We will be denied that that voice. Ah. Uh, well. I was. Let's Don't worry. I'm sure we'll hit World War Three soon, since Turkey shot down a Russian plane, and then some rebels shot the pilots. So it'll be fine. We won't have yeah. to worry about. Anything else? We're not. We won't have to worry about the Muslims taking over because the world's gonna end soon. The good news: uh, the Russian president isn't a vengeful person. Yeah. No. No. Well, it'll be interesting to see twenty-year-old uh, weapons against our weapons soon. So that'll be fun. So, so uh, yeah, they're manned planes with our unmanned all of the things. Yeah. So uh, moving from a topic that sh- uh, shames us all. To another topic that shames us all, the college football playoffs. Ugh, God. <laughs> wait, wait, does it shame us all anymore? I think it only shames half of us. Yes, well. The, Actually, it only shames a third of us. The people, were, nope. the people were wearing the wrong colors. A quarter of us. <laughs> Hopper's good with mats. Yes. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's so tough to figure out what the actual criteria of, because honestly, I thought OU would be fifth at best, and maybe even sixth based on what the committee had been doing the previous weeks, and then it seems like they completely flipped things around. And like, oh, yeah. well, it matters how well teams are playing, not just... You know, it seems they seems to fluctuate on whether they value who you lost to or who you beat more. They and saw, the previous they... weeks, it was all about who you lost to, and this week, it's more about who you beat. That's why Notre Dame dropped... OU and Michigan Michigan State both jumped. Yeah. Well, someone someone has uh, you know compared all of the, all the things and they realize that the 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 committee council whatever it is um, selectively changes those criteria depending uh, on the team. Yes. yes. It does and seem that way. And that's not helpful. Yeah. Because <laughs> both both OU and Michigan State have bad losses. Both of yeah. them lost to sub 500 teams, but they also both have. Quality uh, wins. Most, most quality wins yeah. of any of the teams in the top five or top ten, really. And then it's so weird to see how how they how they deal with one team that loses versus another. I mean, uh, OSU dropped five spots after losing to a top ten team, but other teams, which is horseshit, uh, by the way. That's horseshit. Just FYI, yeah. TCU no, only dropped one spot after losing yeah. last week. Yeah, horseshit. Right. More horseshit. Well, and then um, you have a team like Stanford who has two losses and all of the horseshit. Neither of them are that great. One of them's uh, Northwestern is an okay team, and Oregon's improved. They've gotten better, but still, they've got two losses, and yet they're at nine. They're ahead of a bunch of really good one-loss teams. It's it's so weird. Yeah, I assume it, it, they're trying to make Notre Dame if Notre Dame so if Notre Dame wins this week, make that win look better because it'll be against a top ten team. I if you remember Chris in the early two thousands when the BCS still had. Uh, both both the strength of schedule was kind of very high and quality wins was a factor. Oh, that was amazing! Yeah, because we were always at, we were always at the top of it, and then people we, complained, and then they took that part out. Right. I always enjoyed that because it did it mattered who you played, uh, not only because of the strength of schedule, but also getting you those bonus points for beating BCS top ten teams. Yes. 
it made a difference, and now it doesn't. It doesn't seem to make that much of a difference. But well, I mean, of, of of the of the teams with one loss, according to what ESPN showed me earlier today. Uh, by the way, it is Tuesday, November twenty fourth. For if people listen to this, you know, two weeks from now. Um, no one's gonna be listening to this two weeks from no. now. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 a believer. So, um, you know, the uh, the the one loss teams we had. You know, we've had the hardest schedule, and we've beat the most ranked teams. So that seems fair. Like, I didn't think we'd be third. I thought at best four. Honestly, the one that annoys me probably the most, and it's it's probably because everyone just ignores it as a given, is the fact that Alabama's number two. Look at their yeah. schedule. Look at their quality wins. Oh, all of their quality bullshit. wins. Yeah, no, you're quality right. wins have tanked. LSU yeah. is it shouldn't even be a ranked team at this point. I mean, it just... That's the one that frustrates me. It's, is that it's like whenever you see the resume comparisons, you're it's like, what the fuck? Notre Dame and Baylor and OSU and Michigan State, Ohio, all these teams, everybody just assumes Clemson and Alabama are given. Clemson, yeah. they're undefeated. They have several quality wins. I have no problem with Clemson, but why is Alabama just a given at number two? Chris, this isn't even really a question. They play in the SEC. Did yeah, you know you that? Understand that? They have to have one. There's a contract in there that one yeah. of them makes it in the top four every fucking year until, you know, the contract is rewritten. Yeah, I'm you, just saying you don't know ESPN, what it's like to play yeah. in the SEC. Yeah, the SEC is the best. ESPN yeah. It doesn't matter that they the haven't won anything in the past couple of years. <laughs> They're the fucking best. Don't you understand this? They're the best. God, I, I hope Auburn beats uh, Alabama so Ole Miss makes it to the, the SEC championship game and then beats, beats the fuck Florida. out of them. And yeah. see the committee try to figure out a way to get a three-loss SEC champion How that do we lost do to Memphis into, into the playoffs. Right? Right? That's I mean, what I want to see. What, so last year was a Big Ten school that won the championship. The year before that, it was an ACC school. And the year before that, it was Alabama. So they are two years from relevancy. Get them the fuck out of the top goddamn four. Well, that same logic would apply to the Big 12, which is four or five, I don't know how many years from relevancy. So Hey, but we have we have quality wins, goddammit. We have hey, remember that one year when we have one true uh, we have one true champion hopper of co-champions. It's one true one. <laughs> By the way, they're two. still running those advertisements. Like God damn it! God damn it! God damn it! It fucking think, pisses me off. You think the Big Twelve would learn its lesson from the fact that one they don't have twelve teams, and two their big media buyout about one true championship failed when they had co-champions, neither of whom made it, it into right. the playoffs. Well, but the the whole point of it now is that there is no co-champion anymore. If you have yeah, there is not. If you have three teams tied with a record, they they will use some criteria to say this this one team is the champion. Like that one year when we Texas and I think uh, Tech all had the same no, record. No, but see that's the difference. That year we were all considered co-champions. It's just uh, one team was considered the, the more co-championing. The, the no, no, got no, no, got the automatic bid to the BCS. It was OU, but te- OU, 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 right? Oh, but yeah. te- Technically, all three teams were considered co-champions. That's the difference. Is that going yeah. forward, if three teams have the same re- like, for instance, if um, well, I guess there's no way you could have three co-champions this year, but if um. If OSU were to beat OU, you'd have a uh, Baylor and OSU with one loss. Yeah. They would instead of being co-champions, it would go Baylor, would win. Baylor because they have the 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 head to head. Head to head. Right. That makes sense. I mean. Right. But if, to, if to, for to instance, efficiency. if OU hadn't lost to Texas and you had three one-loss teams, they would and they all beat each other. They would go through some criteria until they hit the appropriate tie break, and then that team would be. Big 12 champion, and you would have only one. So that's what they mean by it. The problem is, is they said it last year when they didn't have those tie breaks in place to select an actual champion. Yes, it's ridiculous. And again, it leaves there. there there's a whole week, and I think I guess two rounds of the college um, football playoff committee picking teams when Big 12 is not playing. Right. Yeah, because we have well, no championship game. I don't know if you've looked, but they already released next year's schedule. And for instance, OU and OSU have a bye during Thanksgiving. Yeah, I thought, I thought they playing, used to have a bye. They alternate. They do it every one. I mean, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't consistent. So usually next year, I'm out in California for the Bedlam game, which is next weekend. Right. So next year, uh, bye during uh, this during Thanksgiving week, and OU OSU play during during the last week. And I think and I, there was another one. I don't remember if it's Baylor, TCU, or 
somebody else who's also playing that last week to make it to where at least the Big 12 is playing relevant games during that last weekend. Yeah. Well, I do love... I mean, some people say that this backloading of the Big 12 schedule is a bad thing. I love it. I think it's great. That's what the uh, NFL does. Yes, yes, it's I do. It's the only reason that OU made it into the top four. Yeah, because the SEC no, was playing, uh, you know, FCS schools last week. Well, not only that, but I mean, it was and it one was of them lost. Tough schools, yeah. Shout out to you, Citadel. Good job beating South Carolina. Huzzah! Who who was it that uh, is whose loss was to South Carolina? It's the season opener. UNC. That's right, for UNC. Which is why that even if UNC beats Clemson in the ACC championship, they have no shot at the playoff. I just want them to be Clemson, so. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it's one of the only contenders that has a worse loss than OU. Mm. I know, I feel like certain games, like OU Texas, like rank isn't a thing. Like those, like a game against an FCS school that you lose, that's because you weren't paying attention or you were planning ahead. Like, the big rivalry games, I don't really think it matters what the rank is. Like, OSU, OSU gives us a hard game no matter what their rank is when we play yep. them. Wasn't there a stat that said something to the effect of OU has actually lost more games where we were higher ranked than Texas? When in we're the past ranked day? and they're not. It's when, it's when OU's ranked and, and Texas isn't. Texas is like 7-3 and three counting this year, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Man, man that last game was rough. Mm-hmm. It was a stressful, stressful game. Everyone was getting hurt or concussed. The, oh, the TCU game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't we didn't watch a lot of it because we were at the uh, uh, Book, Book of Mormon. Mormon. But yeah, yeah. Once I saw Trevor Knight was in, I was like, oh god. Yeah, go please on about clock, how rough. Please, Claude, just run was. out. God, Trevor Knight, what happened to him? No confidence. The, the yeah. guy just it, it's like yeah. he he made no improvements in the past year at all. Well, they only let him throw like three times too. Like it was just running the ball with our fourth running back at that point. <laughs> although, although uh, Pirine did did kick off a seventy-two yard run or whatever on his hobbled ankle. Yeah, he was hobbling and still, I, I, you know, th- those are those moments where you're like, yeah, grit. But like that probably hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah. So go Pirine. Um, I mean, again, I still think this is a better system than what we had before. So it annoys me that ESPN is so tied into it because they have. Um, an agenda. They have an agenda. Like they they pay they pay the SEC a lot of money to show their games, while mm-hmm. Fox pays the Big Twelve a lot of money. Fox doesn't get to show the college playoff games. And, ESPN does. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it is frustrating. Honestly, they just need to go to uh, eight teams so you can have the five conference champions and then three available to either be at large or the best. Uh, you know, group group of five. They teams. won't do it. Well, hey, how long is the contract to do for? I think it's like five or six years. Chris, Chris, I think there's a ring-tailed lemur yeah, behind this, you. This, that's clearly what it is. Yep. It, you can see its tail. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a ring-tailed lemur. Yeah, that's yeah. what that is. Yeah, three toad sloth or two toad sloth? Uh, I don't know, but it's... Perisoso. Perisoso. <laughs> yep. Did any of you watch SNL this weekend? No, I, I watched some of the. Uh, I watched some of it. I mean, like it was an like an A plus week. Like they had a funny Thanksgiving. Mostly for thing. the Adele. Yes, the Adele thing was great. That was pretty funny. There was a weekend update bit where. Um, oh, uh, where they read each other's jokes. Well, that too, but where Ken Thompson played David Ortiz retiring and just me- kept mentioning Mexican <laughs> food, and it was just like it was so good. <laughs> it was really good. Like fructus papas. And like, <laughs> it was just uh, he, had, a he had this really long website name. It just, it just kept going. It made me so happy. Anyway, so other stuff. Other stuff we've been watching. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a, uh, a lot of our tens of listeners have uh, watched Jessica Jones, at least some. And we don't have to go into spoilers or in the. All of us have seen at least one episode, right? Yes. Yeah, just one though. Okay. Uh, you know, not to get into any of the specifics because it's. I mean, it's. In many ways, darker, than, in tone than Daredevil. Uh, I think the psychological aspect is, but what I've appreciated about it is that it doesn't really feel like a superhero show. It's almost like a it's like it's like a different genre, and I hope they keep this going where where each one of these defender series is kind of a different genre. This one's a little more 
noir detective show than it really with a little bit of almost I don't know horror feel to it almost more so I mean the psychological thriller maybe is a better way to put yeah. it yeah uh, you know and Daredevil while a little bit more of your superhero origin story was also a little bit buddy cop a little bit courtroom drama I don't know I just I hope they kind of keep that going I don't know what Luke Cage is going to be but. Well, it seems like he's being positioned as the reluctant superhero in a similar vein as Jessica Jones. But there's something, mm -hmm. you know, there, I'm only, I'm on episode seven, and up to that point, it just, it, his tone seems closer to Jessica Jones than mm -hmm. Daredevil is to it. Right, right. I, I agree. And, I, and then you've got Iron Fist, who... I, I get the feeling is going to be maybe a little bit more mystical. Yeah, I was going to say, is it going to be a play on like the '70s Shaolin type of shows? Yeah, well, that's the origin of all these comics. I mean, ultimately, you look at the Iron Fist. It was really about cashing in on all of the '70s Shaolin mystical Chinese, you know, just. All, all of that, and then the uh, Luke Cage was all about cashing in on black exploitation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Luke, it really was, and th those are kind of the the feel. And maybe that's what, so. Well, it's a black I, exploitation, exploitation. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do wonder if that that's the angle they're going to go, or are they going to go more? You know, is the is Luke Cage going to be a continuation? I mean, I haven't gotten to the end, so I don't know how it ends. But I don't know if it's going to be a a continuation of this series, or if it's going to go back and be more of an origin, or or what? But well, yeah, I've I've enjoyed it so far. For, from what I've read about the the history of Luke Cage within the comics, it's really interesting to see how he's evolved because his character in particular was this really uh, one dimensional black exploitation character, and over time, he's really evolved into a much more complex interesting figure where you know he actually did ditch a lot of the, those early attributes and now is he doesn't really want to be a superhero he, mm -hmm. you know he's not he's no longer the cheesy superhero he's been there and he's done that and now he's just trying to live a you know life as a family man but it's difficult right so yeah it'll be fun to see how they how they continue these next ones and uh, when when when's Daredevil coming back? Is it supposed to come back before they do the next two, or it wasn't originally supposed to have a second season, but I think they slotted the second season to come out. I think, I think, mm, I think, uh, after the Luke Cage one. Yeah, I was thinking it was before Iron Fist, but I couldn't remember if it was before Luke Cage too. Um, but speaking of superhero collaboration shows, did any of you see the trailer for Legends of Tomorrow? I have seen it. I'm a thousand percent in. Yeah, <laughs> a thousand percent. I'm like, I haven't seen the trailer. It, it is like an it is what an American Doctor Who would be, where the time traveler shows up with guns. He's like, let's go, boo, 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 boo. Yeah, like it's it's so great. I'm excited. The, I mean, the characters that they brought people. together are pretty ridiculous. It's yes. fantastic. Well, and they've been. Um, I mean, it feels like uh, this season of Flash and Arrow have been in while. Well, They've both been very good this year. I think they've been a little bit of like an extended backdoor pilot for uh, <laughs> the the new show because they've been sprinkling in uh, a lot of the characters that are going to be in it, and some of it's been a little bit of origin. And there's a new, there's about to be a, another crossover episode between Arrow and uh, Flash. Flash. That's going to introduce a couple of additional characters, and not only that, but the main villain that's going that they're going to be fighting in the new show. Can I can I say that um, the cast of characters for Legends of Tomorrow really shows how DC and Marvel really just cheat off each other? Because oh, like yeah. I was like, um, there's the guy from the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. Oh, they like uh, they were all like I'm like oh I know they're Marvel equivalents because they're more yeah. famous. <laughs> I, I was reading about something last night about how there's actually a Marvel equivalent of the Suicide Squad. I had no really? idea that I yes, mean something something so obscure as that. Is it led by Loki? Because that'd be amazing. That, no. that would be right now. What is it? I I actually read something about that not that long ago too. Because it was ta it was something I was reading talking about villains that that could show up in the MCU and it talked about that you know 
introduce this squad of whatever as villains, and then you could turn them into a Suicide Squad equivalent, you know. But yeah, I know what you're talking about, Hopper. I can't remember the name of it either. They were, I'd never heard of them before. I'm searching on the internet. Yeah, me too, go. but it's all, it's all about the Suicide Squad movie. To yeah. the internet! Uh, one of the things that I uh, have enjoyed on this season of Arrow, which I think it was maybe last two weeks ago, I, I don't remember which episode it was, but the introduce, introduction of an unexpected crossover, and that's bringing Constantine in. Yeah. Who was also... Now, granted, Constantine is DC, but it seemed, it's just not something you expect to see somebody from a canceled show from a different network to show up in it. I mean, it's it's been interesting to see the connections, and it makes me wonder, does that mean that at some point in the future we might see a Supergirl crossover? I think that the DC TV properties are all controlled by a, like a DC TV office, and then they sell it to different networks. Yeah. So well, I think I think that I think that is possible. But then, like um, with Constantine, NBC was fine giving up control to future uses of his character. Yeah. I don't know what CBS is going to do with Supergirl. Yeah. Well, it's I know it's the same uh, uh, showrunner for Supergirl as well as Arrow and um, Flash. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes it more likely or less likely. It depends on... But, yeah. but uh, I don't know. It was really cool because I was completely not... Exp- I hadn't seen any of the previews, so I was completely not expecting Constantine. So at first I was like, hey, that's the actor from Constantine. Didn't even register in my head that it would actually be his character. <laughs> up in it. Yeah. But By but the it, way, it's the Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts? Yes, the nice. Thunderbolts. All right, I need to see who's in the Thunderbolts. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But so Hopper, I think you and I might be the only ones watching the the DC TV verse. How, yes. have, you, how have you enjoyed Arrow and Flash this year? I, I haven't finished Flash. I'm way behind on it. But uh, damn it, Hopper! I think with Arrow, it's it's been really entertaining. I mean, it's just it's not great television, but it's nope. thoroughly entertaining every single week. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's only a handful of episodes where I've groaned about it. I mean, I just feel like they don't really do the creature feature. There's enough of a carryover of plot from one episode to the the other that you feel like you're still moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get hooked on it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, they have... I like, the, I like a lot of the ancillary characters that just sort of pop in and out every once in a while. I mean, um, you gotta love any time... Um, John Barrowman can show up for an episode <laughs> yeah. or two at a time. He's always great. I like I like him. Also, I always enjoy him playing sort of a little bit of a smarmy villain. I think he does that really well. By the way, if 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 he ever if he ever comes to like WizardCon in Tulsa, like and it's panel is it panel it's just like an hour with John Barrowman, go to it. Oh, we, uh, we we sat in at the end of his panel for something else. I think for the Expanse, which is coming soon, which I'm excited about. Uh, and he was just all over the place, like running up and down the stage, really? just being, you know, the, all of the John Berman you would want, just telling really hilarious stories, some risque stories. It was amazing. I was like, I Why? think Jeremy may want more John Berman than mm. I do. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I would want a lot of John Berman. Yeah. I, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in 100%. What show am I? Do I need to watch? Arrow. Uh, the Arrow. Yeah. Oh. Well, I need to start watching it then. Clearly. By the way, also, the th- there's a lot of there's a lot of shirtless dudes. Just oh, uh, well then. By the way, the Thunderbolts have a large part to play in the uh, Marvel Civil War comic book story. Oh, that's so right. Knows? Aren't they? That's what. Aren't they the ones who started off? Aren't they the ones who? What like a, a subgroup of them? Yeah. Uh, so that would be interesting if that's how they get in there. But um, I know not everyone's caught up. But since we're talking about Marvel, I think we should talk about how great Shield's been this season. Yeah. Hooray! It's, I'm only one episode behind, I think. Uh, yeah. but that, too bad. That, that last episode dropped a truth bomb. On, it was fantastic. Yeah, on like you learn a lot more about Hydra in that episode, and you're like, whoa! <coughs> it was awesome. <laughs> also, Ward, like just being having the most fun playing a villain I think I've ever seen him him do. It was incredible. I'm like, I like this guy. Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, from watching it, it's something that Nora has said is that it's very admirable that that they have made Ward almost an irredeemable villain. You know, it seems like a lot of shows in this situation would make Ward a villain, but leave, like, a little bit of leeway there so that if one day in the future they want to bring him back, they can. Yeah, yeah that was Ward, the concern. 
But Ward, at this point, he is an irredeemable villain. Like, oh, yeah. how do you bring him back? You can't bring him back. He no, is no. He's very much he's... like Loki within yes. the the television series. Yeah. yeah, he's he's bad guy forever. Forever. Yes. But yeah. if if it is in his best interest, he would also have no problem teaming up with Shield if it was to destroy a a, a villain oh, or yeah. a, an enemy that he also had. Which he's think, basically yeah. amoral. Which they did last year at some point. They teamed up for yeah. an episode, which was great. Yeah. Um, you know, like, the, this show's really... I mean, I was defending it even when it was slow during season one, but mm-hmm. it has really taken on, like, it, is, it, it feels confident with itself. It's telling really interesting stories. It's yeah. adding to the Marvel mythology and without having to depend on the movies as much at all, really. I mean, like, yeah. they're, they're already talking about Inhumans, like, three years before the Inhuman movie comes out. So and I think that's where that. all these series do their best is when they're not actually being used to set up something else. I, th- I think that's part of the reason why Jessica Jones and Daredevil were both so interesting is that they make very few allusions to the broader Marvel mm-hmm. universe. They're just kind of fleshing out their own little corners of right. the same continuity. Well, and I think that's maybe one of the reasons why I've enjoyed the DC ones as much is because... There is, there's literally no connection, and there never will be. No, any. like the, they already have the, recast they have, yeah, the those, Flash. Yeah. They've already recast the Flash. You know, so they have made it clear that there is no overlap, and it's kind of given them a little bit of freedom to be absurd in a way that they probably won't do in the movies. I mean, look at the the cast of villains that have been in Flash, especially this season. You're never ever going to see them do that in uh, a feature link movie. They're just not going to do it. I mean, which is it? I mean, they the the bringing the actual gorilla. What's his name? I can't gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd. That's a guy I never would have. <laughs> I mean, that's a cartoon villain for a superhero show. Not the fact that they actually have him on the show. I mean, those. I think it's freed them up to be a little crazier, which I've, I I think is partially what's made the show so enjoyable. Um, I I, I would also say that uh. Marvel is going to have another TV show uh, that's going to be a 30-minute comedy. I'm Marvel, excited about that. Marvel's Damage Control, I think that has a lot of uh, room to sort of play with the, with the reality of the people who have to stay behind mm-hmm. at the end of each movie, cleaning up things. I think that can be a lot of fun. So. Yeah, that'll be fun. And I'm also a little interested to see the, the, the two sort of X-Men universe TV shows that are being worked on. Those are a little different. One one being a Hellfire Club uh, TV show, and the other one being about Xavier's son. I, I I didn't recognize the character, but less superhero, more kind of a psychological look at somebody who doesn't think they're a mutant and thinks that they're actually going crazy, and that's why they hear voices. Mm. I'm sure that we could get Jake on the podcast and he could explain it to us for the next three days. I'm yes. oh, sure he could. We do need to get him on a, <laughs> yeah. so, get him um, on a podcast. Uh, before we go see uh, the new X-Men Apocalypse, we definitely need yes. to get him oh, on Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I may or may not bring my professional podcasting uh, equipment home with me when I come in December and maybe we can figure something out there. Um, uh, there you go. So, uh, at least according to the Wikipedia page, it looks like it's going to go... You know, Daredevil season one, Jessica Jones, Daredevil season two, Luke Cage, The Defenders. Nice. Uh, wait, so, Defenders before Iron Fist? So I, Iron Fist does not have a um, his own series he, run. No, he well, he it was a originally he was supposed to have originally one. originally he was, but I think maybe they mix that they're gonna mix that together with season two of Daredevil possibly. But that was kind of my understanding. Um, so and we'll also see. the Punisher. Yeah. So. Oh, is the Punisher going to have his own show? Because I know Punisher is going to be on. I don't think he, he. They haven't announced that he's going to have his own show. I okay. think he's just. So gonna I know he's going to be in Daredevil. Floating in and out. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's definitely in Daredevil. And um, so yeah, so the Iron Fist I think originally had its own show, and now they that date has disappeared. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, this is going to be happening over the next two years, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, who knows? Are we going to wing it or see what happens? <laughs> see what happens. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, so my last topic I was going to bring up was that clock kid, by the way. Oh, clock kid. Oh. What an asshole. <laughs> here I was, staunchly defending the clock kid. Turns out he is a Syrian refugee here to blow up America. 
No, or, he's worse. He's an American. He's a litigious American. God damn, yeah, right. damn it. <laughs> he, he, he took up the worst parts of America with him back to Doha. Yeah. I, I didn't realize they left the country. That didn't. I didn't. I, I never heard that part of the story. Yeah, what's the story, Hop? Well, basically, he immediately after all this took place, he moved to Qatar to take a scholarship for some kind of robotics program in Qatar, and now he filed a fifteen million dollar lawsuit, ten million to the city of Irving, Texas, and then five million to the school district. So, you know, just an all-around good American kid suing people. Hey. You can't do that from a different country. You have to be in this country to sue other Americans, damn it. That's how we decided we were going to do these things. Well, and the problem with when you see that, now instantly everyone who is like, oh, he was faking it, now they're like, well, yep. Because now instead of of it seeming like he was uh, faking everything to get attention or whatever, now it seems like he was just uh, trying to create a situation where he could make money. Whether that's true or not, that's now going to be the perception. That's the perception. And it's hard for me not to feel that way about it. Exactly, because that's what it seems like. I mean, if uh, that's the thing. The, I think the fact that it's a $15 million lawsuit suing the city and the school is what makes it seem like... I mean, that's... I don't know. To me, that seems like a an outrageous amount for the situation that, dealt, that happened, especially since the majority of what came out of the situation, out of a short-term feeling of embarrassment, was positive for him. He got right. to meet all kinds of uh, famous people, presidents. He got a scholarship out of it, and instead, now on top of that, he's suing for. Freedom. I think you're focusing on all the positive things that happened to him, and not all the negative vitriol that was also directed at him. Was it fifteen million dollars worth of vitriol? I'm. I feel like that's a starting negotiating figure, and not what he's <laughs> actually going to get. And I don't really care about the monetary value. I care for the fact that. Half of the country turned on a on a young high school kid for getting arrested at a school. Like I don't care about the I don't care about the lawsuit. I don't. It doesn't affect. So my is he suing the rest of the country or just the school and the city? He's suing the taxpayers. Just the school and the city. So all those you Texas taxpayers. Yeah. Who don't you know, who don't pay income tax? So that'll work out well for everyone. You know, if Probably he does. were on the registry, if he were on the Muslim registry, <laughs> I doubt this would have happened. That's true. I'm just saying Trump might be onto something. Yeah, we would have known about it ahead of time. Yep, we uh, definitely would have known where he was at all times. Also, yep. I feel like um, they should be excluded from the presidency. Sorry, I, f- I felt like Ben Carson's craziness was getting left out of this podcast. Okay. So <laughs> Thank you. I should bring him back Wait, in. Can we, can we all do our Ben Carson impression? Sleepy. Jesse, we've already we've heard your Ben Carson impression for many of the podcasts. It's what comes before I'm everything that we do. My intros, my quiet. Uh, hi, hi. <laughs> your intro. Uh, this has been. This hi, this is Ben Carson. Uh, I'm really. Uh, I, have a, I, have a really I have a really exciting podcast for you here today. I'm really I'm really excited about it. I'm super excited. I can't contain it at all. Hey Thanks guys, for listening uh, to NPR. This I'm, is the delicious dish. I'm wasting my employer's time, but I don't want them to know that I'm doing that, so I'm going to talk about it. It was just practice, my friend. It was practice. <laughs> I'm, pra- I'm practicing. I'm very excited oh, wait. about practicing. Are you talking about practice? Yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking practice. About practice. Uh, Not a game. Not a game. Can we? Can I quickly put a uh, plug in for the no. Golden State Warriors going 20-0? and 0? Go no. Warriors. No. Makes me happy. You can't. Stop it. Well, I did. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have asked me to begin you know, Hopper, edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can just mute Jeremy. How about that? I have the power, Jeremy. Like that one time power. when you were muted and we didn't know it for like 20 minutes. Something <laughs> tells me that even when Jeremy's muted, he will still be loud and heard. Motherfucker! <laughs> oh, God. He was actually on mute just now, just so all of our listeners are just aware. FYI, yeah. the mute cannot contain the lippy. He, he is yeah. still on mute. <laughs> yep. He screamed, he screamed so loud it made it to Hopper's house and into his microphone. <laughs> All right, well, fellas, at Hopper's house. we have reached an hour. Did, 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 did Nora look at her watch? Did Nora nope. do the watch thing? Nope. nope. What, I'm pretty sure she did. What about that lemur behind you? Yeah, what did uh, the lemur do? First of all, um, it, okay, it was a lemur and it left. 
<laughs> so uh, one more toast to our 21st. Yes. Hooray! Huzzah. Huzzah. I can't wait till two months from now when we do our 22nd. So <laughs> Yay. To, to our Star Wars podcast. That's right. To our... Oh, hey. Wait, hold on real quick. Jesse, didn't you have something you wanted to show somebody? Oh, yes. Um, Hopper, I got something for you. I got your flip-flops right here. <laughs> Wait, how did they end up in Boston? <laughs> when you, you said, say, can someone you take those home, who you didn't say whom it was that should take them home. Yes, so we figured it'd be funniest if I did. I, I think yeah. that's fantastic. Yep. Uh... And I've been carrying them around all week because if I left them out, Michelle's going to throw them away. So they've <laughs> been taking place my in camera, my backpack. If I had my camera, I would show you the wound on my foot that still will not go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's your own damn fault. Uh, yes. Put your shoes on. Hopper. Hopper. There's Put glass between us. <laughs> it feels like I'm dancing on glass. Yeah, it does. Dancing on, dancing on broken glass. All right. I think it's a great outro. Yep. You guys have a great evening. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye now. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.